the swag and welcome to another episode of the Sartoyo and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style. Now, one of the things that you have probably noticed if you've looked anywhere on any of the social media feeds, either for Sartoyo and Geek and Webster Style, is that I like video games. I am the proud owner of an Xbox One, and one of the things that really has got me excited for the upcoming winter is the release of both the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and Series S. Now mind you, I will not be purchasing any of them simply because, frankly, I have bills to pay. And let's be real about it. I am not trying to drop $500 on any video game system anytime soon. I've purchased one console at launch and that was the Sega Dreamcast. And that was the best $199 I ever purchased or ever utilized in my life. Even my Xbox One, I ended up getting that secondhand some two, three years after launch, maybe longer than that. I waited two years before I purchased an Xbox 360, and it was about a year and a half after launch before I purchased or purchased an Xbox was purchased for me at the time. So I, while I love the fervor around console launch, I don't see any practicality from my point of view in purchasing a new console to play a handful of games when I have my old console with a whole plethora of games, especially with Xbox Game Pass. But one of the things that I really love is the all the announcements, the exclusive games, the new games, the the new IPs on the various systems that are coming out. And one of the things that this console generation has really been defined by is the plethora of Sony exclusives for the PlayStation 4, like your Spider-Man and and so on and so forth. And then your lack thereof uh, on the Xbox, really the only real exclusives that people talk about for the Xbox, Halo 5. And for some reason, people didn't like that. I actually enjoyed it a lot. But you had a lot of other ones, but they did not get to the notoriety of some of the PlayStation exclusives have. Well, going back to this time of year and the console launch and the major announcements, Xbox said, okay, you have uh, X, you have Spider-Man and this exclusive, we're just going to drop the mic in. You know, you forget who you're dealing with. We're going to buy Bethesda. Excuse me, we're going to buy ZeniMax. If you don't know who ZeniMax or what ZeniMax is, they own Bethesda. They own it. You still don't know what I'm talking about. Wolfenstein. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're a gamer or not. Wolfenstein is one of those properties that everybody has heard of and everybody if not has played some iteration has seen some iteration. It is the granddaddy of first person shooters which has aged very well over the past 30 years or 20 years or however long it's been. Well they now own Wolfenstein. They also own Doom. They also own the Morrowind series of RPGs, which is regarded as one of the some of the best Western RPGs to have ever been released. They also own now the Fallout series, which are the creme de la creme, except for Fallout 76, of the Western RPG genre at the moment. And that's just the titles that everybody knows of. Uh, there are a plethora of developers that came with that deal I'm not even going to sit here and try to say how many but uh, Microsoft nearly doubled their 
development studios with this deal and they paid 7.5 million dollars let's put this in retrospect that is more than double what they paid for mojang a couple years ago who created minecraft and that's pretty much all that they do so they're like okay we got you so that means eventually any all new ips that come from any studio is going to be exclusive to microsoft elder scrolls series could be exclusive to microsoft doom quake all of those series those ips that are classics all be tied down to an xbox it was a beautiful sight to see as someone who is a very much an xbox enthusiast as i am and mind you i don't play any of these games <laughs> like literally i i have reverence to you know doom and quake and elder scrolls it, those are just games that I, I never found myself playing over the years but I know a lot of people that do and that have and that this announcement really is going to make them rethink what system they purchase or systems they purchase for those that are really rolling the big bucks uh, with this next console generation and for the years to come. So it'll be very interesting to see how these things shake up. And let me explain to you a little bit even why I'm with Xbox. I uh, My console lineage is as such. Atari 2600, yes, I'm old. Uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, then from there, I got a TurboGrafx-16. Then from there, I received a Nintendo, I'm thinking a Sega Genesis and a Nintendo Genesis. That's almost blasphemy. Uh, Sega Genesis, and then I rocked the Genesis up until college. So I never really had a desire for a, a PlayStation at the time. And ended up from the Genesis, ended up getting my Dreamcast, which I absolutely love. Uh, from there, I got an Xbox. And a 360 and then an Xbox One and then you, you sprinkle in a couple of handholds in between they had a Neo Geo Pocket Color back in college and now I have a Nintendo DS uh, XL or XI I forget which one it is in addition to a couple of classic systems the NES Classic and the Sega Genesis Classic that are sitting here in front of me so I, I love my games I love playing my games but I never got into the Sony camp which led me to really think about okay I've never gotten a Sony camp what's one of those games that people hold in great reverence when it comes to just games in general but particularly RPGs I like my RPGs I have never I didn't get into Japanese RPGs or RPGs in general until my Dreamcast when I picked up the Evolution Saga so Evolution 1 and Evolution 2 and most people have no idea what I'm talking about because they're so obscure nowadays but it was a cutesy uh, by the book JRPG which I enjoyed a lot but from there I ended up playing Grandia 2 which is really such an underrated classic RPG. I wish I could download that on my Xbox One now and just replay it because it was such a fantastic game. So I fell in love with role playing games and then from there the next one I got into was I believe Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic and that game till this day is hands down one of the best RPGs ever to have been created. And so this takes me back to my lack of PlayStation in my life. And when you think of PlayStation, you think of RPGs, there's literally only one RPG yet you think of, and that is Final Fantasy VII. So I was on Xbox Game Pass, and I realized that the HD edition of Final Fantasy VII, not the remake, which is out now on PS4, but the original edition just with 
kind of HD gloss on it was there. So I decided, you know what, why not? I got a little bit of time to kill this Saturday. Let me download it and see what all the 20 plus years of hype is about. Let me tell you, I'm only 30 to 40 minutes, not hours, into the game after it. And I understand what the hype about. It is very fast paced. Even with the little bit of time, I'm interested in the characters and learning more about them. And the battle system really is for that sort of genre of RPG. Of RPG it's really near perfect. Uh, especially based on a lot of the other JRPGs that I've played before. I see where Grandia got a lot of his battle system inspiration from the Final Fantasy series with, with that timer. I really think Grandia too. I love that battle system. It was very strategic with how the timing was placed. And I see you get a lot of that with the Final Fantasy VII as well so I totally understand why it is held in such high regard and I uh, essentially pop my cherry when it comes to Final Fantasy 7 I'm a fan I totally get it why people have remained loyal to the series and have waited with bated breath and salivated for this remake to finally show the light of day I remember back in the day and this is way back when my, my frat brother was so proud of himself for beating Final Fantasy 7 that he taped the whole end battle with I believe it's Sipiroth if I remember that correctly and this is very back in the day so he's like running the VCR and PlayStation through the VCR through the TV to tape it on the VHS tape uh, for y'all young folks Google VHS tape. Uh, so I, I just remember that and this sort of joy and exuberance. Another frat brother, he took the whole year. Uh, it was my freshman year of college, so it was his sophomore year of college. If not his junior year, I don't remember exactly. But I know he played that game on his PC the whole year. So I have, a, have had a lot of people around me who have loved that game and have sung his praises for as long as I have known them. But I finally dipped my toe into the Final Fantasy uh, Kool-Aid so to speak and, and I like what I see so far I can't wait to get more and more into the game to really unravel the story uh, as the next few months maybe years go by knowing the way or how long it takes me to get through a game nowadays <laughs> well we're going to take a break from this gaming talk and get with our sponsor Anchor for a nice little ad and then come back on the back side of that with the Fragus of the Week and a little bit more. And we're back. It is election season and I want to impart to each and every one of you if you live in the United States listening to my voice please register to vote. This is not an advertisement. I'm not doing this for charity. This is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. Voting is very important to me. Voting is something that I hold near and dear to my heart and I make sure I do every time there's an election, regardless of a local election, off-season election. Voting really does make a difference. And as an African-American male, I understand that not too long ago, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, they had to fight for the right to vote or the opportunity to vote, even though they technically had the right to. And my earliest memory of voting is going into the voting booth with my great-grandmother back in the 80s and being there with her, pulling the lever 
and her telling me about her stories growing up in North Carolina and how hard and difficult it was for them to vote or at least try to vote back then and how she does it every chance that she gets and that instilled in me that fire to vote each and every election so if you're one of those people who say well I don't know who to vote for you have been on the internet all day more than likely look up the candidates in your area see what they stand for see how their platforms coalesce with your being what you believe in what you think is correct and register to vote again time is running out to vote and again excuse me to register to vote and like I said before I'm not here to tell you which way you should lean whom you vote for because I have my opinion I have my very strong opinion based on the facts of the world around us however I'm not here to influence you influence you to vote for any particular candidate the only thing I want you to do is to vote so vote in a ballot box and one thing about fragrances is that it is a vote with your nose and this week's fragrance of the week is Windsor I'm dipping back into that well of English laundry for this one Windsor's a fragrance I think is very much suited for the fall and winter and you're gonna find it with top notes of citrus grapefruit and apple so you get a very sweet bright opening and then mid notes of lavender cardamom and clove so with those notes you get a very not so much sensual but a very warming a very comforting midsection with those combinations and then your base notes you get your oak moss your vanilla and your cedarwood I really enjoy this fragrance this is actually one of the English laundry fragrances that I have not yet purchased a full bottle I have just been using a sample that I've had for quite a long time so I don't wear it that often simply because there's only so much in a little one milliliter sample or whatever it is but this is one that I would definitely recommend I have really been disappointed by the English laundry line uh, even it's London it's a Creed Aventus sort of inspired fragrance grew on me and now is one that I really have come to enjoy so if you find Windsor out particularly at your Marshalls TJ Maxx is what now you can find it uh, when it's available in box for about $16.99 I've seen it in the past few months before uh, things were shut down for a while open box for about 12 and I kicking myself for not picking up bottle when I had the chance to so Windsor is my fragrance of the week and this has been another episode of the Sartorio and Geek podcast where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I've been your host, Webster Style. Feel free to reach out to us on the internet on Twitter at Webster Style, on Instagram at Webster Style or at Sartorio and Geek. Drop us an email at info at WebsterStyle.com or find us on the web, WebsterStyleMagazine.com or SartorioandGeek.com. Thank you again for joining me, and as always, stay safe and be blessed.
styling. Take it off, clothes on the floor piling. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you wanted to? Oh, I completely read that wrong.